Hello everyone, my name is Sky Menhart and you are listening to Manic State of Mind, a podcast where I discuss my journey with bipolar disorder, mental health tips, and more. Welcome to the show. Hello everyone. I just want to say welcome, welcome to the show. Welcome to my listeners. Thank you so much for showing up for me and listening with us this week. I really appreciate you all, my darling maniacs. So if you are a new listener, welcome. Welcome to Manic State of Mind. My name is Sky Menhart and I like to talk about mental health, mental illness, how it affects my life and how we can cope with it, tools that we can use to cope with it. And one of those tools Let me tell you, one of the most helpful tools is medication. Now, I know everybody has their different journeys with medication. Some people don't take meds. Some people are on their medication journey. And I wanted to kind of shed light on a few different psychiatric medications that have really helped me and different ones maybe that I haven't tried, which I have tried a lot. So I wanted to make this a series where I talk about psychiatric medication, the history of it and the use of it and what we can learn and what my experience has been. And before I begin this episode, I just want to say we are talking about lithium today, which is a mood stabilizer used to treat people with bipolar disorder and other disorders. So um, for those of you who maybe have had a bad experience with lithium or it hasn't worked for you, I feel like there is still something you can learn from this episode. But If not, that's okay. No one medication is going to work for every single person. And I know everybody has a different journey and a different experience. So just because I've had a great experience with lithium doesn't mean you will. And the important thing is that everyone needs to check with their psychiatrist before making any changes to their medication and just making sure you're on the right med for you. My goal with this series, my goal with talking about my meds and talking about lithium is just to shed light on these psychiatric medications and help people understand that they do have different options when choosing a medication. I want to talk about my experience because I feel like it can help other people who are going through similar things or who have gone through similar things. So that's really my goal here. As always, it's important to consult your healthcare professional before making any changes to your routine or schedule. This is only my opinion. I am not Uh, a psychologist. I'm not a psychiatrist. I am just a person who has mental illness. So just keep that in mind as we go forward with these episodes. Now, this is not going to be a series um, that I do every week from now on. This is going to be a series that I do throughout this show. So don't worry next week. If you're if you're not interested in learning about lithium next week, the episode will be better for you. All right. So lithium is actually the lightest metal on the periodic table of elements. It can float in water. Isn't that cool? And lithium has a lot of uses in our everyday lives. It's used in lithium batteries. It's used as a coolant inside nuclear power plants. And it makes fireworks red. So it's the red color in fireworks. Lithium is also used to treat people with bipolar disorder. Now, the, the use of lithium has been common in our medical history on Earth for a while. In the olden days, they would use lithium to treat people with gout, which is a condition that causes swelling, tenderness, different issues with your limbs. And I didn't want to get too much into that today because it's not really applicable to our experience with mental health. But lithium has been used to treat different things in the past. In... Then in the World War II, (laughs) 
John Cade, an Australian psychiatrist, was a prisoner of war for over three years in a Japanese internment camp. He was working in the psychiatric ward where he studied the connection between certain food deficiencies and diseases in the other prisoners. After the war, he was working out of an empty pantry in Bandura Repatriation Mental Hospital near Melbourne, Australia. He started to collect urine samples from the patients of people with depression, mania, and schizophrenia, and he was trying to discover whether a secretion in their urine was causing them to become more manic or more depressed and was related to their symptoms. So in order to test this out, he injected the patient's urine into guinea pigs, giving them a higher dose until they died, and the urine of manic patients was extremely fatal for the guinea pigs. Isn't that interesting? I never knew this until I was studying and researching for this podcast. So after he continued to do these experiments and tried out a bunch of different elements, he found that lithium carbonate reduced the toxicity of the patient's urine. And a large dose of lithium usually calmed the guinea pigs after they had been injected with these patients' urine. This is kind of gross, you guys, but bear with me. So he tried treating himself with lithium to find the right dose, and he began to treat 10 people who had mania with lithium. Five of them were able to recover and return home to their families. Isn't that amazing? At that time, he published his findings in the Medical Journal of Australia, and this paper, it kind of went nowhere. Nobody really picked it up. Nobody really noticed it, and he had really done this experimentation in a really haphazard manner. He was storing the urine samples in his family's fridge. He was working out of a pantry. It was a like he was it was kind of a haphazard way to do these experiments, but he really did make a big discovery. But nobody really picked it up. Nobody really noticed it. And he just continued with his experiments. He tried using different salts from the periodic table of elements to treat mental illness, but none of them worked as well as lithium. And by 1950, he just kind of gave up on his experience with his experiments with lithium. So unfortunately with lithium, the therapeutic dose is extremely close to the toxic level of lithium. So one of his patients actually died from lithium poisoning, and this is probably why he decided just to give up and quit, because it's really hard to find the right dose. And this was in the beginning when they they were still experimenting. He didn't really know what the right dose was. He was just figuring it out. And to have one of his patients die was probably really jarring, and it kind of made him give up on working with lithium because it was just too difficult to find that right dose. But then... In the 1950s, this doctor, he was a psychiatrist from Denmark. His name was Mogens Schau. Now, I don't know if I'm pronouncing that correctly. I apologize to anyone who is Danish who's listening to this. I'm sorry for mispronouncing that name. Um, But anyway, he was a Danish psychiatrist who fought and fought and fought for lithium to be accepted as a treatment for bipolar disorder. His brother had manic depression, and so... He was really passionate about getting this out for other people who struggled with manic depression. And in the 1950s, Shao and a psychiatrist, Paul Bastrup, conducted a series of lithium experiments. And these were much more scientific, much more methodical than Cade's experiments had been in the 1940s. And they even had a clinical study. They had a clinical trial with these 
And these experiments and the results from these studies were published in 1970 and confirmed that lithium was effective for most people with bipolar disorder, including Xiao's brother. So it's a really sweet story because a lot of times when you are affected by mental illness in some way, even if even if it's not in a personal way, if it's through somebody, you know, if it's through, you know, a relative, a family member. You do feel that connection and you do want to help. And that's such a beautiful thing that he was able to help his brother in this way and not only help his brother, but help millions of other people who now take lithium today. So the thing about lithium is the dose has to be really carefully controlled because you can have unpleasant side effects if your levels get too high. Side effects like nausea, tremors, shaking, I know some people have experienced weight gain with lithium, different things. Sometimes your skin gets a little, you know, bad. You get acne. There's a lot of different side effects to this medication. Um, But if if you're on the right dose, your side effects aren't going to be as noticeable. And thanks to these psychiatrists, lithium helps so many people with bipolar disorder today. So now I want to talk a little bit about my experience with lithium. I started taking lithium at my first manic episode when I was first diagnosed with bipolar disorder back in 2015. I was 17 years old and I can't tell you how beneficial it was for me at that time. It was really just an amazing feeling to feel stable on lithium, but I didn't feel like I was a zombie Sometimes when you take psychiatric medication, especially mood stabilizers or anticonvulsants, different things like that, they can really make you feel like you're in a fog and like you just can't think right, you can't move right, you have no feelings, you just feel like a zombie. It's such a horrible feeling. But when I took lithium for the first time, I didn't feel that way at all. I felt like I was able to, my my brain was functioning really well and I was able to think clearly and I was still creative and emotional, but it just wasn't as crazy as it had been before where I was experiencing these crashes and these, you know, highs and lows and all this stuff. So lithium was really great for me. And on and off, I've taken lithium. I've been on a lot of different medications over the years. I've been on Depakote, Zyprexa, um, a lot. I've spoken about it in another episode, but I really always come back to lithium every time because for me, it is the best medication. And the one thing I love about lithium that my psychiatrist has told me is it actually improves your brain function. Lithium is one of the drugs that actually improves the way your neurons fire and the way your brain functions. And it can actually decrease suicidal thoughts over time. And that's amazing. Because when you're dealing with suicidal thoughts, sometimes they are really invasive and they just come and hit you without you even thinking about it really. So it's really important to get the right medication that's going to help you overcome that. And it's such a blessing with lithium because you do get that extra help with your suicidal thoughts, with your brain function. It's amazing. I've also heard from other psychiatrists that lithium is good if you're in school because it doesn't inhibit your brain function. You can still think clearly on lithium. It's better for people who want to be academic, who want to pursue a career or go to school. It's good for those kind of people too. So if I'm going to be honest, I don't notice many side effects when I take lithium. 
I only feel, I feel really good all the time and I don't feel manic. I, I have up and downs with my mood, like, you know, mood swings, I guess, but they're not super intense. They're really manageable. And it's, I just feel like myself and that's all I really want. That's all anybody wants, right? So lithium has been really effective for me in combination with another antipsychotic, anti-anxiety, and antidepressant. So I'm on a lot of meds, but lithium is the one that I always come back to because it has just worked so well for me. Now, like I said earlier, everybody is going to have different experiences with different medication. What may work for me might not work for you. And I've said this so many times in my previous episodes, but I just need to reiterate it for the new listeners. The reason I want to make this... The reason I want to talk about this stuff is because I want people who are just being diagnosed with something to see their options and to know what is out there to help them and know that they have tools and there are meds that can really work. And for me, lithium has been one of those medications. Now, with the medication journey, unfortunately, it takes a long time to find the right meds. I know there are certain tests you can take where you get a DNA test and then it tells you which medications are the best for you. And I've heard mixed results about these. I've heard that these really work well. And then from a psychiatrist, I heard that it's not necessarily accurate. So you just have to be aware of, you know, what is out there and what are your options. A lot of people don't feel comfortable taking medication and they really want to avoid it at all costs. I used to be like this, but from a from a very early age i realized that i really did need medication and so you know i've been on meds on and off since i was 15 years old so it's really important to just accept that you have to take meds and just you know move forward with it and i want to talk a little bit about my medication journey because i've spoken about it in another episode but for those people who are just listening to this episode today i think it would be helpful to mention it um You know, when I started taking meds, I was still living with my parents and I was really struggling taking the meds because it it just felt like I was so ashamed of myself for not being able to be stable on my own. You know, there's a lot of shame when you have to take psychiatric medication because you feel like, oh, why can't I just be fine on my own? I'm not good enough. You know, you feel guilty. You feel ashamed of yourself for not being able to pull it together enough to just not be on meds and to be like everybody else. Here's the thing. So many other people take medications of any kind. And why do we feel ashamed if they're for a mental illness? If you had diabetes, you would know you needed to take your insulin. Why can't we feel the same way about our minds and our brains? So that's an example that a lot of people have brought up to me whenever whenever I was struggling to take my meds, whenever I was having a hard time dealing with it. And it took me years to accept the fact that I need to take medication to live a normal life. It took me years and I went through a lot of different meds that made me feel horrible. And the the thing about psychiatric medication and when you're on that journey, you know, and you're you're taking meds that don't that that don't work, that make you feel horrible, that bring your feelings so low and you just you feel like a zombie, you don't feel like you have any motivation or will to live. Obviously, when you take those medications that give you horrible side effects, 
it makes you feel like all medications are going to be bad and no matter what you do it it nothing works and i went through this long period where i just kept having to switch medications because nothing was working and i was experiencing horrible symptoms and i would become manic even though i was already on mood stabilizers and antipsychotics it was just so difficult for me so if you're going through that right now if you're really in the midst of it and you're just lost and you don't know what to do i want you to just know that I've been there and I understand how you feel and if you just hold on and just keep going just take a deep breath and keep going you'll make it through and you'll find the right medication it's taken me five years to find the right medication but now that I'm on these meds that I'm on I feel so good and it was so worth all that I went through well I don't know if it was it was necessary what I went through but I'm glad that I'm here now, you know, it's, and it's hard to accept that you have to take meds. It's a difficult feeling. It's difficult. And you feel ashamed. You feel like you can't tell anyone. You feel like you should hide it. But what I want to do is open people's minds to the idea that mental illness is just as relevant as physical illness. And we need to break down the stigma in order to improve our lives and in order to improve the lives of people who have mental illness. The more we talk about it, the more we normalize it, the the greater we remove that stigma from our minds and from the minds of people who struggle with mental illness every day. So that's the reason why I'm always so open about my experience and why I've made this podcast, because... When I was growing up, nobody was talking about this. I had no one to confide in. My parents didn't know anything about mental illness. And it was just horrible. We had to learn it all as we went. And so I want to create a space where we can talk, where we can discuss, where we can shed light on these issues because so many people, so many people take psychiatric medication. So many people deal with mental illness. And these people need to have their voices heard. They need to feel felt. They need to feel seen. So that's why I think it's important to talk about medication and talk about our journey. And I I will always be open about medication, about what I'm doing and what's working for me because I want to help other people find what works for them. So that's really why I wanted to to talk about lithium today. It's not that necessarily the history of lithium matters so much. I mean, it really does. And it's awesome that we can learn about it and discuss it and understand where it came from and how it has helped people for so many years. But I also want to discuss the fact that we need to be open about psychiatric medication. We need to be open about how it affects us, about how it makes us feel, about how much we go through as people who have mental illness. And we also need to be open about this for our families and for our friends who have been affected by our struggle. You know what I'm saying? So that's why I'm open. And that's all you're ever going to get from me is honesty. That's the truth. Because if I, <laughs> if I had somebody I could have looked up to when I was 17 going through all of that, I would have loved that. So I'm really doing this for my younger self. But anyway, I just felt really compelled to talk about this today because it's so important and we really need to be aware of of the fact that mental illness and physical illness are equally valid and important. 
And the more we are open, the more we talk about this, the more we decrease the stigma. So that's what I'm here to do. And I just want to say thank you so much for listening to today's episode. Um, Before we close, I just want to say I have opened my email up to my my subscribers are you subscribers listeners audience i don't know but i am accepting questions for future episodes if you have a question for me about mental health mental illness bipolar disorder my experience i am willing to answer if you email manic state of mind podcast at gmail.com that's all lowercase all one word And I will leave that email in the description so you can shoot me an email and ask me a question. I would be happy to answer it in a future episode because I want to start discussing things with y'all and really opening a dialogue with my audience. So anyway, thank you so much for listening today. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you would like to follow um, me on Instagram... I am Manic State of Mind Podcast on Instagram. I just post things uh, about what I'm speaking about in the podcast this week and, you know, updates. So if you're interested in that, check out my Instagram. I also have a personal Instagram, sky.menhart. You can follow that too if you want. I don't post as much on there, but, you know, whatever. I'm just promoting. So thank you so much for listening today. And if you're a first-time listener, I appreciate you so much. Please follow. Please subscribe. Please download. Please leave a rating or a review if you like this show and let me know what you think. I will see y'all in my next episode.